0: Welcome to episode number 24 of the podcast series where I am gonna be talking all about personal branding. Now, if this is your first episode or we haven't been introduced before, hello, my name is Alice, I'm the host of this podcast. And I must tell you, today's episode is one that I am very much excited to both record and share with you. Um, Personal branding is something that I'm very passionate about. It's something that I really enjoy talking about. And that's kind of for a number of reasons. Um, The biggest one probably is that it's something that I have in my business. I myself have gone through the process of creating and having a personal brand, and off the back of that I'm kind of really believe how positive they can be and how effective they can be. Um, And I also have a lot of my conversations with my clients end up being surrounding personal brands and talking about it. And the more conversations I have about them, whether it's with clients or people that I'm working alongside, or just kind of everyday people that I meet, I realize that there's a lot of questions about it. I think if you asked any of us kind of what is personal branding, we'd all have kind of a fundamental understanding of what it is. But I really wanted to create a kind of core episode today, which would dive into a bit more of the detail and the depth of having and using a personal brand. So in today's episode, I'm gonna be talking about the fundamentals of what a personal brand is Why I believe personal brands are very effective, and why at the core they help you to sell more and create a more engaged audience and a better online presence, and what the difference is between having a personal and a business brand, and really kind of diving into the pros and cons of both of those. Because I just want to say now, I don't believe that all of us have to have personal brands or that personal brands are the be all and end all of everything. So I wanted to talk kind of a bit of a balanced conversation about why I chose to have one but also kind of the downsides that I've both knew when I started and both have kind of learned as I've gone along and developed my brand Um, and I also wanted to address a few kind of issues that I've gone through and things that I've learned through creating and having my own personal brand and hopefully that section will be kind of useful for you if you're looking to have a personal brand and you know that yours could be a bit stronger and maybe you can learn a bit from my mistakes and my kind of learning curves and then right at the end of the episode I am be answering three questions from my Instagram. Now because I knew this was a topic that people had a lot of questions about I was keen to ask you guys, listeners of the podcast, what you wanted to know and I had quite a few responses which I was really excited about but I've kind of picked the three questions which to me felt the most common and to me felt the most applicable to everyone. So stay tuned to the end because I'm going to answer three kind of Q&A style questions asked from you guys. But anyway, I'm going to stop babbling on and get into the episode where I'm going to be talking all about personal branding. So enjoy. Welcome to Starting the Conversation. If we haven't met before, my name's Alice and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. It basically means that I work one-on-one with entrepreneurs and help them to develop effective and sustainable online strategies. I'm gonna be real, when I first started my business, Google was my go-to for all my questions and I was incredibly isolated. A job which I once loved was soon making me pretty miserable and I realised that something needed to change. You see, I truly believe that when we create community with fellow entrepreneurs and keep it real about what we're going through, being self-employed becomes far more fulfilling. So consider this podcast your go-to place for a good old mix of honesty and expertise. Listen in on open conversations with likewise women, where we'll discover their stories and also the learning curves which has got their business to where it is today. Also join me for solo episodes where I'll unpack a digital marketing or business topic, hopefully leaving you with some expertise that you can apply to your business right away. So now that you're up to date on who I am and what this podcast is about, let's dive in to today's conversation. So let's start off by kind of getting it right to basics of what is a personal brand. Now, there's not a lot of fluff. There's not a kind of big definition. Literally, a personal brand is a brand which revolves around a human being, an individual person. That person is often the owner of the business or the founder of the business, but whatever it is, that brand is about a person. And if already you're confused because I'm saying the word brand and you think, what even is the word brand? Brand at the core is the personality of a business. So when you have a personal brand, it's really that the personality of your brand revolves around a person. In this episode, just to warn you, I'm probably gonna say the words personal, personality, (laughs) and brand 10,000 times. So just get warned to be very bored of my voice saying those words. But anyway, that's really what a personal brand is. It's a brand which is the personality of a business which revolves around a person slash human being. Now, the reason why I really wanted to talk about personal branding in today's episode is because I truly believe that they are a really effective thing. We've definitely seen a rise in personal branding in the kind of last few years, and I think that rises down, that rise is due to two different reasons. The first is that the way that we use and connect with brands and businesses is totally shifting. And I think businesses are realizing that if they really want to get an engaged audience and make that process from stranger to customer much simpler for them and easier for the customer, then having a brand which people connect with easier, which often is a more personal one, does help. I think that's the one reason why they've become more popular is because we're realizing they're more effective. And I think the other reason they've become a lot more popular and kind of widely used is that there is a real increase in people running their own businesses and being entrepreneurs and showing that online. I think maybe 10 years ago or when my parents were kind of first starting their careers running a business it either looked like starting a kind of corporate business where you had a business name and you had an office and you went that route or you kind of sold at craft fairs and just sold to your friends and family it wasn't really a thing. Whereas these days we kind of see A different one just in the middle there where these people on their own creating really remarkable businesses but still with them at the center of it. They're not looking to sell it on, they're not looking to have this huge team, they're having a really successful business but the business is still them. And I think those are the two reasons why we're seeing a lot more in personal branding and I want to talk a bit more to start this episode about that first reason which is the fact that personal brands are incredibly effective. Now, at the core, when we think about businesses and businesses marketing online, as much as we love having an audience and connecting with them and engaging with them and having conversations and sharing, like that's all great, but let's be honest, we wouldn't be using social media if it didn't create sales. Now, I'm going to say sales because I think that's the broadest term to use, but you could be listening to this if you sell a service, if you sell a product, if you are about raising awareness for a campaign, if you're about making a community, if you're about promoting events, whatever it is, that word sales, I just mean kind of the end goal of your business and we wouldn't use social media, we wouldn't use Instagram, we wouldn't use our websites, we wouldn't use email marketing if they weren't helping us to get closer to that one thing. So in my business, I wouldn't be using Instagram if it didn't get me more clients or it didn't give me more traction to get new clients and I'm sure you can all nod along and think yes, we do love Instagram for 10,000 other reasons but really I don't think we would use it as much or do it as much if it didn't kind of fulfill that one thing for us and we've really seen a shift in the last kind of five to ten years in the way that consumers and businesses are interacting I think these days it's no longer kind of a clean transaction of there is a demand from the consumer and there is a supply from the business they meet in the middle they pay for whatever and then that's it no I think what consumers are looking for a lot more these days and expecting is a relationship I don't know about you, but I think my, the way that I interact with businesses has really changed. I go f- way further than just wanting what they're giving me. And now I want to know, you know, what do they stand for? What does their team look like? What's their processes? What's their morals? How do I feel when I'm engaging with them? We almost expect so much more. We expect a conversation. We expect engagement. And when we look at it in that way and think, okay, as businesses, the way that people buy is changing. People are no longer just wanting a clean transaction, they are wanting an engagement, they're wanting a relationship, they're wanting a conversation. The easiest really way that you can create a conversation is by becoming a person. Now, it's true, people buy from people. And I think really those kind of four words sum up the changes that we've seen in the way that people are buying and the way that people are marketing in the last few years is that these days we want to buy from people. We want to buy from businesses who we feel like get us. We want to buy from businesses who we feel like understand us and we understand them. And the easiest way that you can do that as a business is by having a personal brand. Now, this isn't me saying that you cannot do that as a corporate brand or a business brand because, I mean, there's million dollar companies out there who are selling their stuff. So it's obvious that it is something that's still effective for businesses who use that kind of corporate and business brand. But what I'm saying is, especially when we're talking about small businesses and businesses who actually rely a lot more on having a connection with their audience, you're going to make it 10 times easier to do that for yourself if you have a personal brand. And the reason for that is, is that your audience, your potential customers, your potential clients, your following, feel so much more connected to you when there, it feels like there's a person on the end of the screen. And it might help here if I talk a bit about my kind of process of creating my personal brand, because something that I realized when I started writing this episode is that I literally didn't do this consciously at all. So I realized this episode is kind of really hypocritical of my process because I never listened to a podcast or downloaded a pdf or you know read a blog post about how to create a personal brand or why I should create one I literally just naturally did it because I didn't really know what else to do Um, and that's half of why I wanted to create this podcast because I learned a lot through that process of not really understanding what I was doing but also I think what that process shows is that for me as someone who was starting a business the most natural thing The thing that happened when I didn't even think about it was that I became the face and the voice and the personality of my business. And I think when we think about it as consumers and as kind of people online, we're becoming a lot more switched on to what is and isn't legit. And I think it is a line that, brands and businesses and big corporates are beginning to walk in terms of they're making their content a lot more personable, a lot more connected. It's kind of where influences come in. It helps to bridge the gap for big businesses and corporates between um, their audience and the people who the, their audience are really respecting and have a connection with. And it's something that us as small businesses kind of don't have to have so much of a worry about because we don't have this big corporate brand which people feel like they're distanced from. But what we can do is create a personal brand within that. Um, and I'm also gonna talk now a bit more about the difference between a personal and a business brand. Because it it's, again, like I've already said, this episode isn't me saying that personal brands are the be all and end all. I don't think they are. I have a number of clients who I work with who have business slash corporate brands, and that works really well for them. What this episode is about is just unpacking what a personal brand is so that you as a listener, whether you have one currently or not, can realize how much potential is in that for you and how you can kind of grasp that potential to your advantage and shift the way that you're presenting yourself online. So let's talk first about the pros. The <laughs> I was combining their pros and cons and I created proms which doesn't make sense. So let's start by talking about the pros of creating a personal brand. Now I've got three pros and three cons and you can kind of flip that on its head. The cons for a personal brand are the pros for a business brand and vice versa. Um, But the first pro of creating a personal brand I have already talked about is that it makes things human and for your audience that facilitates more connection with them. I've already kind of explain this but it is definitely true that we are far more likely to buy we're far more likely to engage whether that's financially whether that's attending event whether that's joining a petition whatever that kind of end action looks like for you people are going to be far more likely to do that or do that in a far shorter time frame if they already feel connected to and engaged with you And when you present your brand as a human, who has emotions, who has a life, who has opinions, who has likes and dislikes, your audience automatically feels so much more connected to you. Myself as a person, I have an audience who, know me before they know my business and that for me is something that's really important because i think it allows people to connect with me before they even connect with what i'm offering and this moves me on to my second pro of having a personal brand is that when you have a brand which is based around a person it attracts a wider audience and it also attracts a slightly more broad audience Now this might sound like it's counteracting anything I've ever talked about before about you know attract your ideal client think about your ideal customer and attract just them. I still stand by that but I think as businesses if we want to consider the fact that we might want to pivot in a few years or shift the stuff that we're offering slightly it should be our priority to attract an audience who are first interested in us and first believe in us before they are interested in and want our services. Now if I kind of show you an example for me if I only attracted audiences who were based in well my clients are based everywhere but if I only attracted audience who were female small business owners and in the kind of right stage to receive digital marketing coaching I'd imagine that potential audience that I could be attracting would be pretty small and also you have to think that the second that that audience got the coaching from me or from whoever else they got it from they would completely get disengaged with my business because all I'd be talking about, all I'd be showing, all that I'd be communicating would be relevant for someone who's in that exact position. But if I take it a step backwards and present myself alongside my services, alongside my offerings, I attract an audience who is so much bigger but also so much more effective for my business. Because let me put it to you this way, I currently obviously offer digital marketing coaching but I can probably promise you that only about probably two to 5% of my audience are in the position to be currently interested in that and actually potentially going to buy it. And I understand that, and that doesn't make me upset. I think that's okay. But what I appreciate about my audience is that before wanting what I offer, before wanting what I can give to them, they, for some reason, like me, and I'm interested in me. And what that tells me is that there is so much more longevity to the brand and the business that I'm building because if I wanna pivot, if I wanna shift, I can promise you that I would keep a larger majority of my audience if they're interested in me before my offerings than if it was the other way. If I had an audience who, like I said, were purely interested in my coaching, if I wanted to shift to doing online courses, I wanted to purely be doing, I don't know, speaking gigs or something like that, Yes, maybe some of them would stick around because they might still be interested, but they're not necessarily going to want to stay engaged because the thing that they are engaged with, which was my coaching, is no longer there. I hope that makes sense. I think for me, that's the big thing, like the big hard sell that I would give anyone who's thinking about creating a personal brand for their business is that when you create a personal brand, you attract people who are interested in you before they're interested in what you offer. And yes, that maybe sounds a bit counteracting of what I've ever said before about attracting an audience who are relevant for what you offer, But what that does do in your business is give you longevity and actually create an investment in the people you're attracting. I don't wanna just attract a thousand Instagram followers for my business for the next three years. I want those Instagram followers to serve me and serve my business regardless of what I end up offering in 10 years time or 20 years time. And I hope that makes sense. So that was point number two of kind of, for me, really one of the big reasons why I continue to have a personal brand and why I believe they're really effective. Um, And it kind of merges with number three. I just realized I've already talked about it, which is just that we become a lot more flexible and we also have the ability to pivot as business owners. But that kind of flips me on really nicely to the con of having a personal brand, which for me doesn't bother me. And I wouldn't expect it to bother many people, but it's worth saying, which is that when you have a personal brand, that business is a lot harder to sell. When I talk about kind of the traditional way that kind of my parents' generation would have started businesses, they would have started businesses with business names and logos and kind of business brands and corporate-facing brands so that, say, if they wanna sell it in 10 years' time, they're in a position to do that because the success of that business doesn't revolve around them, it revolves around what they've created. But if I wanted to sell my business and somehow sell what I've created, I don't really think that would work out for me because you can't buy me. And really, if I think about it, the thing that makes my business successful is me. Not just because I'm putting in the hard work and doing the work, but because people wanna work with me because of me. I couldn't just sell my email list or my Instagram followers or my client list to another digital marketing coach. Yes, maybe, 25, 50% would still be happy. But the people who are really there for me and the people who are there because I've created a personal brand wouldn't want to stick around. So that's one thing to keep in mind. If you have a personal brand, if you're thinking of building a business which can be passed on or sold in any way, a personal brand might not be necessarily the right thing for you. Um, and another thing which I found is kind of a con of having a personal brand and something that has made me think about maybe merging somewhere between personal and business brand is that generally the name of your business is your name even if you think about influencers or often photographers or coaches or i don't know name a few other businesses there who are very personal brands their name that will show on their instagram and their website and their email address and their i don't know company account is going to be their name my company is called alice benham but if i go out into the world and say Look at my business, Alice Benham. People just go, cool. I have no clue what Alice Benham is. But if I had a business name, which was kind of centered around digital marketing coaching or digital marketing strategy, that would tell people what I do within the company name and within the brand. So there is that kind of drawback of having a personal brand, which is kind of a positive as well, because if my brand name is Alice Benham and Alice Benham now becomes a photographer, she's fine. Or if she becomes a cake maker, she's fine. But if Alice Benham Digital Strategy wanted to become a cake maker, that wouldn't work. Um, But you do have to keep in mind that kind of the flip side of having that flexibility and ability to pivot is the fact that it's quite hard to make an accurate first impression with your business name. So that's kind of something to keep in mind and it's something that I've thought about. This is probably more just me thinking out loud than giving you anything helpful. Um, I, I do see it with clients and people that I just kind of know online. They have very personal brands, but they have a name. Um, and that is something that I don't I don't think to have a personal brand, your business name needs to be your name. Um, I kind of wish maybe that was something I thought about when I started my business, but I'm really glad for right now that my business name is my name because I feel like I'm not quite at the place where I know exactly what I wanna be doing. If I had a 20 year plan and I felt like coaching was what I wanted to do for my whole life, yes, probably, I should shift to a name which is centered around digital marketing coaching. But for now, I don't really know where I wanna change things to. I know that I'm not gonna be doing this my whole life as much as I love it, so I'm quite content with building a brand around my name which kind of gives me that flexibility. Um, And the third kind of con to creating a personal brand, and something that is really close to home for me, and I'm going to kind of spend the rest of this next section of the episode really unpacking is the fact that it does create difficulty when it comes to finding a relationship between you as a person, and what you post online, the persona you are online, the kind of personality you have online, and kind of the personality of your business and I'm sure still we st- people still struggle with this when they have kind of business and corporate facing brands but I think particularly as a personal brand where really your personal life is your content it can be really hard to know where the line is between having a personal life and who you are in your life as to who you are online. Um, and I do think this this to me isn't a conversation of you know you should It's not about being fake online. It's not about not sharing something online is a bad thing. But the second you kind of say, okay, I'm going to center a business around myself, it does spark up all these conversations to be had with yourself about where do I sit on this line? What am I comfortable with sharing and what am I comfortable with not sharing? And I think I've erred on both sides of the two, probably more on the side of oversharing and hurting myself and probably other people in that process. And there's really some things that I've learned in that. Um, which I'm so glad I've learned and I kind of wanted to share with you now if you've got a personal brand or you kind of resonate with me talking about the fact that actually we can have a really unhealthy relationship with social media, with kind of digital marketing as a whole with content creation when the focus of it of ourselves um I kind of just wanted to help you by sharing what I've learned and hopefully you don't have to make these mistakes and I can have kind of made them for you Um, because I do wish someone had said these things to me as I was so young and so naive and probably still am very both of those things when I started my business I think a bit of kind of a nudge in the right direction or a bit of advice might have helped me avoid a few kind of difficult situations that I found myself in Um, The first thing I've really learned, which has helped me to frame what I should and shouldn't share, is the question of, is this a wound or is it a scar? Now, when I heard that, I thought, that is so cliche, that is so cringe, I'm never going to remember that. But let me tell you, it's the one thing that I come back to every single time I'm sat on Instagram, about to write a caption, or kind of on my weekly email, about to pull my heart out, and I kind of have, I'm sure you've had it too, where you have that moment where you think is this okay to share? And I think our intuition is often serves us very well. When we have a moment of not knowing, is this the right thing? I think very often that means we need to take a step back and figure out if it is or isn't. And you might take a step back and think, cool, I'm comfortable sharing this thing, whether it's an insecurity, whether it's something that happened to you in your life, whether it's a story, whether it's something you're struggling with, I don't know. Um, and sometimes taking a step back, yeah, you do make that conclusion of this is fine to share. But for me, more often than not, the times where my intuition has kind of stopped me in my tracks, whether I'm writing an Instagram caption or even just sharing something with a client, um, it has served me well in the fact that I realised that that wasn't something I was ready to share because I asked myself, is this a wound? And by that I mean, is this something that is currently hurting or still hurting me? Is this something that is kind of like this open thing still? Or is this a scar? Is this something that I look back on and think, cool, I learned so much from that, that was a really crap or grey or whatever situation but I've learned so much from it and I'm ready to share that in the most healthy way and really that question has helped me to frame where my line stands between what I share online and the other thing which has really helped me when it comes to knowing what to share online is who is this going to have an impact on um, and this is actually a really relevant thing to my life kind of in the last six months or so um, when I first started my business I kind of had to do this weird shift online between my Instagram being personal and you can scroll back and see all of my very personal posts just as a normal person would use Instagram sharing their friends and their family and my dog and whatever else I would do um, and I obviously had this kind of period where I was changing it to a more business focused style of content which is what I share now. Um, and something that I experienced in that process was how unhealthy it was becoming for me to still share other people in my life and really this is something I think for me that I wish I'd learned sooner because I don't know about you but I'm of the opinion of like I'm okay to get hurt because that's my responsibility and if I share something that's not right and it hurts me like that's a rubbish situation but I can get over it but if I share something which hurts someone else that's where I kind of the red flag goes and I go, okay, this is something I seriously need to sort out. And it's something that I've even experienced really recently. It's not something that I fully figured out, but you will know that if you if you follow me you might not necessarily have consciously noticed this, but I don't really share, at least not in the last kind of six months or so, my friends, Um, and maybe this means that people just think I don't have any friends and I'm a loner, which is fine, um, because that probably is more accurate to my life. Um, But I just realized kind of probably about six to 12 months ago that it was creating kind of weird relationships in my life because people were a lot more focused on how I was communicating my relationship with them than I was. I'm not a really big thinker when it comes to relationships, which is probably where I sometimes go wrong. Um, I sometimes neglect other people's emotions and what might impact them. And I realized that the way that I was sharing my friends online, because they knew my online presence meant so much to them, it meant a lot to them how I shared them. And I was having friends, you know, upset that I didn't share in a certain way or that I kind of didn't post about them or whatever, or upset that I shared a story about them that which they weren't comfortable with. Um, So I just had to pause the recording because my boyfriend just FaceTimed me, which is very relevant for what I'm going to talk about. But I'll finish what I was saying before that, which is that um, I just kind of made this rash decision of like, I have no clue how to equally share all my friends in a way that doesn't hurt them in a way that makes them feel valued, in a way that shows them how much I love them. So I just decided I'm not really gonna share them. If I'm hanging out with one of them and I wanna put it on my Insta stories, maybe I will, but it's not something that is kind of worked into my content planning. It's not something I really consciously share because it is a topic which I find difficult to navigate in friendships. And that's really something that I learned. Um, and the other thing that I really learned when it comes to you know, like sharing other people and hurting other people, is how you share when things kind of feel like you might be lying. And I'm gonna give you a real life example, which is gonna help here. As kind of, I realised this episode, I meant for this episode to be like 15 minutes, but I didn't know how much I had to say on personal branding. So if you've made it this far, congrats, because you're gonna get a good story. Um, so you'll notice that yes, I don't really share my friends, and that's something that I pulled a boundary on. But I decided that I was comfortable sharing my boyfriend because. He is very, very chilled out. He is like, he has less emotions than me, which is quite impressive. Um, And I just knew that it wouldn't be kind of an issue for us. Um, I just needed to figure out what I was comfortable sharing and what I wasn't. Um, And things were going great. You know, I shared our relationship. I talked about the bad stuff. I shared funny stories. um, And then we broke up (laughs) and I was like, what do I do? And I'd never really been in the situation before A, of going through a really bad breakup, but on like a business side, not really knowing what to do in terms of content. Now I'm big on like authenticity and telling the truth and showing people real life, but I was suddenly like, in my bed all day sobbing, eating Ben and Jerry's over my ex-boyfriend whilst my feed was still full of his face and my followers still thought that I was with him. And so for about two months I was kind of continuing posting, not really because I was a bit of a mess, Um, but I was continuing posting and really not knowing what to do about the fact that I felt like I was lying. And looking back or if anyone in that same situation was talking to me and said kind of about that experience, I would instantly just say, you are not lying. First of all, you creating a healthy boundary with your content and with your online presence is not something to be ashamed about and guilty about. I felt bad, I felt like I was lying to my followers, I felt disgenuine, I felt like they didn't deserve to not know the truth, but more than that feeling of kind of guilt and shame and whatever else, I just knew that if I tried to talk about it, it was going to just go tits up because I was so hurting and it was such a difficult conversation to talk about. But kind of to cut a long story short, I didn't tell my followers anything. No one really suspected anything because I kind of just posted other stuff. Um, But then we kind of threw a spontaneous turn of events, which you can read about my Instagram, ended up getting back together. So then I was in this situation of like, okay, so in my head, I'd lied to my Instagram followers about the breakup but do I just carry on like nothing's happened and all my friends all know that's not true or do I say something and I was just I remember it was just kind of a week ago where I ended up just telling the whole story I was like okay I just want to do one post where it says it all and I explain it all and by that point I'd come to the conclusion which I talked about earlier of like it's okay to create that healthy boundary and decide what you do and don't want to share and I kind of just presented it in a way that was funny and heartwarming and kind of told the story in its fullness um but really what I meant for this personal story to tell within this episode is that a it's a hundred percent okay to negate certain sides of your life and certain things that are going on with you from your online presence you do not need to leverage your whole life for content and i think that's where things become unhealthy true we get engagement when we share very vulnerable things and things which are kind of difficult and hard topics But please, if you take anything from this episode, it's that creating a personal brand is not about leveraging everything in your life for content and for an audience. The second you can create kind of that healthy relationship with what you share online is the second that you will become far more kind of, okay with your personal brand. Because if you see your personal brand as a direct extension of you as a person, you're going to get screwed up at some point. And I don't, I say that fully from experience because time and time again, I find myself having to kind of question where the line is and decide where I sit in terms of having that healthy relationship, both in terms of the impact that my personal brand has on me and how much kind of maybe oversharing is a negative thing or leaving things out feels like a bad thing but also thinking about the impact it has on other people as much as i say you know is it a wound or scar and i ask that for your purpose and my purpose so we don't get hurt through sharing it's also probably not the best for our followers if we're using our feed as kind of a therapy session to talk about everything and i'm very glad that in my breakup state kind of two months ago there was something in me which knew it wasn't right to cry on Instagram stories and tell everyone what was going on and I am glad I did that now but I kind of wish there was someone in the moment that could say to me it's okay that you're creating a healthy relationship with your followers, it's okay not to tell them something because you're hurting and we need to kind of value our mental health and value ourselves above what we're sharing online and and it's actually something I touched on in the episode about mental health and entrepreneurship with Lola Hode And, and that I listen back to that episode every now and again and it always speaks something different to me. But I think the biggest thing that I really took from that is that we've got to decide how to create a healthy relationship with our online presence when we have a personal brand, whether you're struggling with something really difficult in your life or mental health or whatever. It can be really tricky to know where the line sits in terms of sharing that and not sharing that and whether that's kind of something which is bad for your followers or bad for you. And I think there's no blanket answer or right or wrong. But I wanted to touch on this that in this episode because I didn't want to just chat about the good stuff and just say personal branding is amazing and yes it is and it does sell and it's amazing and I wouldn't do it any other way but I do want to acknowledge that there's a side to having a personal brand which requires us as business owners and entrepreneurs and as the person behind the personal brand to do some thinking and kind of ask the questions of where do I sit and where is my line in terms of having a healthy relationship with what I post and what I put out there. I realized I just talked a bit about that for quite a while but I'm I, I don't want to change any of that because I feel like all of that was true and all of that is stuff that I wish I had heard kind of a few months ago, but also when I first started my business and my personal brand, I know that that really would have helped me. Um, and I kind of wanted to tell you a couple of things before I get onto the questions about my process of oh. growing into... Jake! Oh, sorry, we all Yeah. So before I get on to the kind of Q&A at the end of this episode, I wanted to give you a couple of things I've learned in the process of building a personal brand. Now, like I said at the start of this episode, this is kind of very ironic that I'm telling you how you should build and develop a personal brand when I never went through that process myself. Um, I obviously, like I've already said, never said I'm gonna create a personal brand, but what I do continue to do is develop and grow my personal brand. So hopefully what I've learned through That and what I've learned through defining my personal brand will help you whether you're kind of at the early stages of starting your business or you're already doing it and you could just do with kind of a bit of a push in the right direction. Um, So I've got two things to share very quick. The first one is to create core truths around you, which are gonna create instant recognition with your audience that connects them to you and connects them to your business. Now, this also is going to probably help you if you have difficulty knowing what should I share, um, what does my audience deserve to see, and deserve is definitely the wrong word there. What I mean is, you know, what should I share with my audience, what shouldn't, where to me is the line on what I want to share. And also it's the idea of creating and kind of themes within your content and within your personal brand. So if I think of me as a person, there are 10, 10, thousand maybe not ten thousand there's hundreds of things that I could talk about there's hundreds of sides to my personality and my interests and my life that I could share but if I just use my kind of Instagram account for example to share absolutely everything it would be so messy and I think people would really struggle to have anything which creates recognition and that kind of brand Feeling with them and what I mean by a brand feeling is that when a topic is brought up or a thing is mentioned They instantly think of me or instantly kind of have that connection Um, And this again isn't something that I thought about intentionally But it's something that I continue to kind of refine and define as I continue to use my personal brand and have a good relationship with it So just to give you an example, which might help you to think about kind of what's my core truths, What's my core topics? Um, The things that I would say I always talk about, um, the serious things would be my story of building my business, my mental health and my business and how the two kind of interact, um, my relationship with my boyfriend and what that looks like um, and also just the behind the scenes of kind of what it looks like in my life in general. So they're my kind of things that I'm comfortable sharing with which kind of on a deep level and I would hope that those topics are things that my audience expect of me and kind of connect with me um, and he, I also like to have a list of things which are kind of a bit more trivial and a bit more surface level because I think actually these are the things which do create a lot more recognition with an audience so for me it would be like my dog um, monochrome whether that's just black white and grey or monochrome clothing or monochrome photos because that's a big part of my kind of feed and my brand and another thing would be travel. I travel a lot and I'm really intentional about sharing that and kind of creating that as part of my brand is that I like to travel and I do it often Um, and the other thing would be the food that I eat. So I am A bit of a phase lover, but something that I have always loved in terms of food is ice cream and donuts and anything kind of sweet treats. So for me, those are my kind of like slightly more jovial, but actually I think probably more important things that I focus on sharing. Um, And I'd hope that when people think about monochrome or maybe traveling or dogs or ice cream, that my followers and my clients and the people that I kind of connected with would connect those things to me. Um, So that will be the first one is sit down after this episode and just have a think, what are the core truths and what are the core topics that I could share, which would help me to create a personal brand, which creates recognition and kind of repetition with my audience. Um, And the second thing I want you to ask is can think about your ideal client and take it a step further further back don't just think about here's my ideal client here's what i offer here's how that fits together no i want you to take a step back think about that ideal client as a person maybe it helps you to think about the dreamiest client you've had if you have a client that you think that is my dream client think of them in your head right now i think we would all have one and if you don't have one think of someone who would be on a kind of dream client of yours and ask yourself what do they want to see what do they want to know and take this a step further like I said don't think about what do they want to know about what I offer don't think about what do they want to know about my expertise just what do they want to know about your life do they have a real interest in fashion or do they have a real interest in interiors or what you get up in the day do they want to see kind of a shiny highlights reel of your life or are they really interested in kind of like the real and behind the scenes stuff And those two questions, both of thinking about your kind of core truths and topics and also having that think about your ideal client might just help you to think about, hey, I've got a personal brand or I want to have a personal brand. What should I share? And that might, I think that helps with two things. The first is it helps you to, like I've already said, create a really healthy relationship where your life doesn't just flow directly into your kind of online presence because that's not really effective for anyone and you have the risk of creating a kind of unhealthy relationship with it. And I think asking yourself those two questions, what are my core truths, what are my my core topics, and what does my ideal client wanna see aside from things relating to my offerings, will help you to create a kind of personal brand which is still slightly separate to you as a person both so that you can have have a healthy relationship with it, but also so you can be really confident in what you're gonna share and you're not kind of sat on Instagram thinking, I've got like 100 things going on in my life right now, what should I talk about? But you have this really kind of clear idea of like, these are the topics I wanna talk about, this is what my ideal client really loves to see, let's mash them together and kind of you get that confidence of knowing what you're saying. So anyway, that's kind of my plan stuff within this episode. I'm now going to move on to, like I said at the start, the three questions which I got off my Instagram followers. Um, And I haven't written any notes on them. I just picked three, wrote them down, and I haven't looked at them since. So this bit might be a bit less. Well, I mean, I think this whole episode's been a bit chatty. um, But this bit might be a bit less. I don't know what the word is eloquent maybe but anyway first question is how do you maintain your expertise when the personal often gets better engagement i picked this question because this is something that i grapple with or is it gripple i don't know um i kind of toy with all the time i really struggle with it because it's incredibly true if you look at my feed or the feed of many other people when i share the stories of what's going on in my life or when i share my dog or my the fact that my boyfriend and I broke up and now we're back together and rah rah rah, I can promise you that is going to get two to three times better engagement than when I share I've got a new off product out or here's a testimonial or, or here's a piece of content I just made and that frustrates me for multiple multiple reasons but I'll try and keep it kind of helpful in the sense of answering this question um, and the question was how do you maintain the expertise when personal gets better engagement and I really think the one way we do this is by valuing taking like changing what we value if I purely valued likes and follow um, likes and comments and dms and kind of engagement I wouldn't post about my business very much I would post about my life, I would post about my mental health, I would post about my boyfriend and I, I would post about what I'm struggling with, I'd post my stupid stories, I probably wouldn't post (laughs) I've got an offer or I want to share something or I want to talk about what I'm an expert in because it just doesn't get as good engagement and there's a number of reasons for that and it's not a bad thing, it's just something we have to deal with and I would say value the impact of what you're putting out there above the engagement that it's getting. So yes, sure, I would get great engagement and I'd feel cool, really good about myself. I get loads of likes if I talk about my personal life. But like, that's not gonna change my bank balance. I think sometimes we have to take a step back and think, Sure, this isn't probably going to be the most effective in terms of kind of likes or followers or things that I'm used to instantly tracking, but it's going to be effective in the big picture sense. And I do think there is a way that we can show our expertise and talk about our business in a way that's still really engaging. And that's kind of a whole nother conversation about not making everything a sales pitch and actually having a personal brand, but not having a really defined Um, kind of switch between when you're talking about yourself and when you're talking about your business it's something that I'm currently really going through in terms of figuring out hey people seem to really love when I talk about personal things how do I move kind of create a happy medium between my personal and my business and my offerings so that people have that same connection when I'm talking about my expertise or my services or what I'm doing in my business world Um, So I hope that answers that question. But again, it's something that I could talk about for hours is this idea of, you know, do we post for the sake of engagement or do we post for the sense of the big picture sense? And I think all of us probably need to take a step towards posting for the big picture sense and considering the impact of what we're doing above necessarily the engagement that it's going to get. The second question is what's the difference between a personal and a business brand? And I wanted to put this one in here because I kind of just wanted to answer a simple question and it was one that I got a lot of questions on. So I hope that it's kind of already been, had a bit of clarity throughout this episode but really to answer that really clearly the difference between a personal and a business brand is that a personal brand which by brand I mean the personality of a business is where the personality of a business is around a person and a business brand is where the personality of the business is based around a separate entity. So I've got friends who they are kind of one girl bands as you might say and they run the business on their own but they have business brands which kind of, there's no set rules of what a business brand is, but generally they have um, a name which is different to their own name. Um, They will have kind of a voice which is maybe different to their own voice. They will have visuals and they will share different content which is different for them as a person. And really they create their their, their brand and what they share online, they create a separation with their personal life and kind of make a new entity. So that would be my answer of what's the difference between the two. But I think that's probably something that might have been answered earlier in the episode. Um, and the third and final question is, how does having a personal brand impact your content plan? Which is a very good question. And I think it takes me back to the two points that I made earlier. In the sense of, it's very difficult when you've got a personal brand to know what to talk about. Because we have a lot going on in our lives. And also we have to be conscious that yes it's great to get engagement and it's great to get an audience who are really interested in us but we do still need to be using our social media accounts and our kind of digital marketing and our content for the sake of our business so it can be difficult to know you know what should i be talking about because i've got a personal brand but i kind of need to talk about this thing in my business and i don't really know how to mix the two um so i would say take take yourself back to the two questions that i kind of gave you earlier when i talk about developing and refining a personal brand which is to create core kind of truths and topics which you want to talk about both ones which are serious so for me that would be my mental health and both ones that are jovial so for me that would be travel um and also the question of who's your ideal client and what do they want to know about which isn't your offering which i mean by offerings i mean like your services or your products um so the question was how does having a personal brand impact your content plan i think it impacts your content plan because it changes the trajectory Trajectory. Gosh, it's late into this episode. I can't talk anymore. It changes everything really about what you're talking about because you're no longer talking from a business sense. You're also no longer talking as a we or an us, you're talking from I and me, which is actually a big difference between a personal and a business brand. Um, And it's something that I always find interesting when people have a personal brand, but they still talk about us or we. I think that's an interesting line. I don't think there's a right or wrong, but I do think that a core kind of element of a personal brand and really something that connects an audience is when it is an I and it's me, and I think people kind of have that extra connection with you. Um, But having a personal brand impacts everything about your content, it impacts the way you, you share content, the visuals you're sharing, the messages you're sharing, the engagement that you're asking for, it shifts everything. And if you're wondering, I want to have a personal brand or I've got a personal brand, Watch my content plan B. Ask yourself those two earlier questions. Um, but that's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you find it useful. I hope you haven't minded the slightly more kind of uncut style. I'm trying to have, just as I am with my personal brand, um, I'm trying to create more kind of consistency between all of my online presences and how I show up. And I think I'm very personal on instagram and I realized that my episodes sometimes come across a bit maybe scripted or formal and I wanted to kind of bridge the gap between those two hence why I've kept in when I've made a mistake or said the wrong word or not quite known what to say because I think a it's a bit more real and b I want people to feel like they're connecting with the same me on instagram stories as they are On my podcast but anyway that's irrelevant for you I just wanted to let you know that's why it's been a bit more informal today but it's gonna stick around so I hope you enjoyed that aspect of this episode but yes thanks for tuning in and I will catch you next Friday for another solo episode